0: Today's reading can be found in Isaiah chapter 40, chapter 21 to 26. And that's on page 724 in the Red Church Bibles. That's Isaiah chapter 40, verses 21 to 26. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded he sits enthroned above the circle of the earth and its his people and his pe- its people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. He brings princes to naught and reduces the rulers of the world to nothing. No sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown, no sooner do they take root in the ground than he blows on them and they wither. And a whirlwind sweeps them away like chaff. To whom will you compare me, or who is my equal, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens, who created all these? He who brings out the starry hosts one by one and calls them each by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. This is God's word.
1: Well good morning everyone, Uh, good to be together at this uh, change of year moment. And uh, as I said, um, as Neo said, um, there is a, a sheet for any younger ones um, that want to follow along, uh, and you can get that on pens and pencils in the foyer. And please do keep your Bibles open uh, this morning as we uh, continue to reflect upon uh, these words um, written so long ago before uh, Jesus and yet uh, still so true for us today. Um, But let me start by praying uh, for us now. Father, our hearts yearn to seek first your kingdom. We pray that as we continue to worship today, uh, that you would help us do that by enlarging our picture of who you are and reminding us of your goodness to us, that as we enter another year, we may uh, better reflect some of your glory and some of the worship that you deserve for your namesake. Amen. Well, um, we've uh, just as the uh, collection was being taken, we were considering uh, what next year, what your goals for next year might be. Um, but I want to also ask the, the similar question uh, to us this morning uh, that will be up on the screen uh, there b- uh, behind me. Um, how do you judge your 2023? Um, how do you look back? Has it been a good one? I had someone uh, to me uh, say to me yesterday, uh, Peter. I'm sure you're glad your 2023 has finished after that, and I thought, uh, that's bulls, bold uh, bold words, Um, but was it a good one for you? Uh, Was it not? Uh, What makes it a good one? Um, and I'm sure you've been caused to reflect upon that or will be um, over the next uh, couple of days. Um, but so often, I don't know what your answers were to the whole 2024, what you're looking forward to question, but so often um, both the things that are bad in our years and the things that are good are so often um, shaped by people. Um, other people um, so often can be the highlight of our year, uh, doing things with them, being with them, And um, but also, Also, what happens to people or other people in our lives can also so often uh, be the the downside. Um, It reminds me of how Life Explored starts off. Um, If you've done that course, it's it's one of my uh, I love Life Explored and the videos and the discussion that goes on, and if you're thinking about doing it, um, I'm about to to give away the the first uh, question that uh, is a discussion question on week one, uh, for those of you who haven't done it. Um, it takes a, a quote from, uh, uh, from Blaise Pascal, um, writing in the mid 17th century, um, from his ponces, uh, where he says that uh, the that humankind are both the glory and the garbage of the universe. Both the glory and the garbage of the universe and I'm sure um, we don't have time to unpack that or to think too much more about that this morning. But um, as we think through our year, so often the people moments uh, can be both the highlights and the absolute down moments of our year. Um, Whether that be um, new ones, uh, certainly for us, born into the family, bundles of joy, or similarly in my life, uh, the ones that we've lost in our church family this year. Um, Maybe uh, for you, uh, looking back, uh, some of the people struggles are international people struggles. Maybe you're here this morning, because of war, or because of things going on elsewhere in the world, uh, people problems. Um, or whether it's uh, international stuff, or whether it's more local stuff. Um, waking up tomorrow morning and facing the same people, uh, sometimes uh, when the coffee is spilt by someone over our, uh, over our book that we got for Christmas that we we're really hoping uh, to read, Uh, when the argument kicks off again uh, in close proximity as we live together, uh, people can define our days, our weeks, and our years. And that's no different as we consider Isaiah 40. Um, Yes, he was writing 500 years before Jesus, um, but um, I hope that Isaiah this morning will have some unconventional wisdom for us Uh, today, um, uh, just like he did uh, for the people of the day, primarily who he was writing to. Um, But just to get a flavour of uh, Isaiah, we haven't been going through a series, so just want to give us a flavour of who and what Isaiah was writing into. Um, If we click through the next uh, couple of points, please. Uh, Thank you. Uh, next one. There we go. Um, five things that Isaiah is writing into. Um, just as a reminder, um, the story of God's people throughout the, the Old Testament, um, of which Isaiah forms part of, was one where God uh, called his people uh, to follow him, to know him, to enjoy him. And uh, we see in uh, Isaiah that that is true. Um, and yet, uh, he does so slightly differently back in that day. Um, he, he calls a particular nation, a particular people group, uh, to him at the time, to, to show, uh, showcase some of that uh, to the nations and to everyone. Uh, secondly, um, Isaiah, where, where does he write? Um, uh, well, he writes um, because the people constantly rebel against God. Um, they forget God. Uh, they live for themselves and uh, they live for their own purposes. Uh, Thirdly, Isaiah's writing to um, a people that he's given promises to, and he's promised, and Isaiah says it time and time again, we had it in our carol services, didn't we, uh, that he would send a rescuer, a Messiah, who would save them from their predicament of uh, forgetting him, of rebelling against him, of living for ourselves. And uh, fourthly, uh, God throughout the book of Isaiah is showing mercy upon mercy. Um, he warns them, he warns them again, he warns them again and again and again. And yet, uh, despite his mercy in the long run, uh, despite his mercy in the short run, um, judgment does come. Uh, Babylon and Assyria earlier on in Isaiah and um, the enemies of uh, the nation of uh, Israel of Judah uh, sweep in and take the people into captivity and everything goes belly up and uh, no doubt they would question the very fact whether God was for them uh, given all the violence, destruction, the destruction of his temple, of his uh, seemingly his people, his land Um, And here, as we come in Isaiah 40, um, Isaiah starts to unfold uh, what hope might be post-exile, post-captivity, and starts to, after 39 chapters of grueling uh, grueling, uh, things going on, uh, here hope arrives in the most unlikely of places. And so um, we're going to find out what Isaiah has for them on their bucket list uh, in the year to come. And so um, uh, imagine you're one of the people at this time, you're feeling bulldozed, you're feeling defeated, you're weary from years of captivity and war, you've got these international people problems of the big big enemies living next door to you. Um, you're not sure whether you have a future with God because, quite frankly, it seems like you've been abandoned. Will there still be a Messiah? You've got spiritual people problems. And in your normal life, uh, just like your life and my life, I'm sure they had normal, uh, rough relational problems, economic problems, um, illness and death were still norms to face. Um, you've got personal People problems, uh, three types of people problems uh, that the people of Isaiah's day were facing. But um, let's see what God, through Isaiah, wants to tell the people in the years ahead. And uh, look with me if you still got your Bibles open at verse 21. Verse 21. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundation of the earth? Um, Boys and girls, I don't know whether your mum and dad ever ask you questions Um, But if they do, um, you'll you'll recognize uh, some of these questions and the tone that that may come across. Uh, Sometimes uh, when a parent asks questions or um, when I'm in the dog case, when I've done something wrong and rightly I'm being asked questions by by Nais, uh, Peter, have you done, have you not done this? Um, uh, And I know fine rightly what the answer is. The answer is, well, I should have done it. Um, And so um, you can imagine as these questions rain out from uh, the voice of God, do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? The answer is well, jolly well yes, jolly well yes. It's it's true. Um, we should have understood. The people should have grasped from the foundation of the earth. The evidence has been there. Okay for them. But if you're anything like the people in Isaiah's day, or if you're anything like my heart in the middle of all of my messy life and people problems, very few truths seem self-evident, do they? I forget reality quickly. And these four questions uh, might be a shock uh, to my system. Of course, I've heard these things already. Of course, I've been told them as a believer many, many times, but Isaiah is here to remind us this morning. Remind us of two things primarily that we're going to look at and focus on, and firstly, uh, that God is big. Uh, How big is God? Well, verse 22, he sits enthroned above the circle of the earth And his people are like grasshoppers. You see, uh, God is so big uh, that he doesn't need to uh, have on his bucket list for 2024 that he wants to travel to a certain country. Uh, or even uh, that he wants to go to space one day, if we're setting our bucket list uh, very high in the sky, quite literally. Um, uh, you see, God uh, crafted every country. He made every country. He rules over the whole of space And here we get um, painted a picture in the watercolors of old, uh, how the the olden day generations used to talk about it, Um, what was written about uh, in that day of how God is on his throne over everything everything, ruling and reigning across all creation. And not just having created it and left it to uh, just run its core and go into chaos. No, um, he is a God who we're told um, across the scriptures and here implied that he is even sustaining all things very much in charge of it. Um, now, this has been something that um, has been believed across time uh, by many different believers. Um, I always enjoy, uh, one of the things I do every year, is try to read some more of church history. And now, I was bored, bored stiff by church history, as well, by history in general, as a kid. Um, but I still try and uh, force myself to read uh, some of the, uh, the golden oldie uh, people who've lived before us in the centuries gone by. And one of the ways uh, that um, I've done that this year is... Um, one of the most popularly written catechisms um, across the, uh, the global church that used is one that's called the, the Heidelberg Catechism, and it says uh, these things about God's rule and God's reign. Uh, the words are a bit small there up on the screen, um, but I'll read them uh, to you. Uh, it says this, uh, what do we understand by uh, the providence of God or his, his ruling and his reigning? And these are the words. Uh, that are written in the 17th century uh, by the church, um, uh, expanding on uh, one of the, the apostles' creeds uh, from a long, long uh, time ago, from the early 2nd, 3rd century. Um, uh, these are the words. The almighty and ever-present power of God, by which God upholds, as with his hand, heaven and earth and all creatures, and so rules them that leaf, and blade, rain and drought, fruitful and lean years, food and drink, health and sickness, prosperity and poverty—all things, in fact, come to us not by chance, but by His fatherly hands. You see, throughout the, the whole of church history, uh, people have known that God is so big that nothing is outside His control. Whether that's the international powerhouse uh, persisting in breaking human rights uh, legislation, uh, committing acts of war and genocide, or whether that's more close to home, the illness or death of a loved one close to us that stops us doing what we'd hoped for this year, or the spiritual mess that um, his people might be in, or uh, sometimes my life is in. None of our problems, none of our people problems, are beyond his fatherly help, for he is big, and that, this morning, is great news. Even if we can't understand how his bigness is working out in the world, even if we can't understand why he does the things that he does, or even if we disagree with him on why he does the things he does, don't Let's not rush in 2024 to jettison a picture of a big God. If we do, it will do us untold damage this year. So uh, God's big. Well, how big? Um, uh, verse 22b there, um, it tells us uh, this. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. I love some of Isaiah's imagery. Uh, don't you? I, I wonder whether this year, and um, in the, the latter half of this year, um, there's been news headlines of the aurora borealis, the northern lights, uh, coming to Ireland, and uh, those with cameras have been taking glowing skies, um, and, but I wonder whether you ever look up to the heavens, uh, whether you see the northern lights or whether it's just looking up to the stars in a dark night sky if you get out of the city. Um, the more you look, uh, the more appears to be there. Um, and the vastness of the universe, it spans in front of you. This is what God is simply here said to stretch out above us. Um, Isaiah mentions a tent here in these verses. um, And I guess when we think of tents, um, I don't know about you if you ever go camping, I've got a little pop-up festival tent um, that's uh, traveled the world with me. Um, But um, Isaiah's not thinking of a pop-up festival tent uh, when he mentions um, uh, the tent in verse 22 here. It's more like um, if you go to a part of the world uh, where they sometimes live in desert, um, somewhere like the Sahara, and you go there and you'll see the tents that are put up by some of the Bedouin um, uh, people who live there in the deserts, and they're huge things. uh, Tents quite often could be maybe 60 meters, maybe the diameter of this church hall, um, and huge protections against uh, the elements and against everything else. Um, and this is the, one, uh, the picture that God wants us uh, to, to have in our minds here uh, rather than our t- tiny little, squitty little tents that we use. Um, God wants us to know that his creation, uh, the heavens above, in his effortlessness of just casting them up there, uh, sweeping them over us, um, they are something that protects us and help us as he engineers everything to support human life. In creation, his big actions, his his biggest of actions in his creation and in his world, are not devoid of care. Uh, that brings us back to a second question that this Heidelberg Catechism says, um, again, quoting the Apostles' Creed: um, Why do you believe? When you uh, what do you believe when you say, "I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth." And the answer is that the eternal Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who out of nothing created heaven and earth and everything in them, who still upholds and rules them by his eternal counsel and providence, is my God and Father because of Christ the Son. I trust God so much that I do not doubt he will provide whatever I need for body and soul and will turn to my goods, whatever adversity he sends upon me in this sad world." You see, the Creator God, uh, such a big picture that we've been given, stretching out the heavens, yet is our Heavenly Father. He protects and provides for all humanity, but particularly for his people. And I guess that's different to the big picture of big gods that we get in other religions or in other worldviews, isn't it? In other worldviews, God is big, but um, his bigness rules out his care to the person. Yet here in our triune God, Father, Son, and Spirit is made possible uh, in the Lord Jesus, as we will continue to hear so God's big. Um, how big? Um, uh, thirdly, verses 25 and 26, um, look at uh, them with me. He's not just big, uh, bigger uh, than any other. He is. Uh, those words, to whom will we compare him? Who is his equal? He created the story as we've been considering, as the author of Genesis reminds us, um, but uh, in that Genesis chapter 1, isn't it said, uh, he made the stars also? Just a, a throwaway comment there. But he's not just big. As we've been considering, Isaiah wants us to know his control and care. There in verse 25 and 26, how does he do these things? Well, it isn't just uh, chaotically uh, making his bigness known. Uh, The picture here is God bringing out the stars one by one. Um, I don't know whether you've ever played or watched an orchestra, but it's like the conductor sometimes uh, brings in certain parts of the orchestra or certain instruments. Or, um, as the Olympics are are back uh, rolling around again uh, in the coming days, it's like the opening ceremony um, when the nations are called forward one at a time in the great celebration uh, that happens. His uh, care in some of his biggest actions uh, still carefully calls each part of creation to respond. It's very deliberate. It's very careful, not just a random explosion. So his might does not trump his care. And that's baffling for us as Western people, isn't it? Um, I don't know whether you've read uh, the the great... uh, uh, philosopher uh, Foucault. Um, But Foucault was someone um, throughout the history of thought um, has really shaped our Western thinking, uh, telling us that powerful things are scary things, uh, teaching us to be cynical of those in power or things that are powerful, um, and that power is an entirely negative thing in many places. But here in Isaiah's picture of God, it's not like that power and might can sit hand in hand with great care and incredible personal working of God's goodness. His power and his might can sit hand in hand with his great care and his incredible working of God's goodness. And we just get hints of it here, don't we, in those verses uh, there. And so, Isaiah's pictures here, the three pictures we've seen of how big God is, well, they would want to leave us to be wanting to be patient when we don't understand God's purposes. Isaiah's pictures would leave us in this year ahead wanting to be thankful when we do get glimpses of what God is doing It would want us to be uh, confident this year in his faithfulness that nothing will separate us from his love. And how clearly, even more so as we've been singing, uh, do we see that as God's people beyond the cross, beyond um, Jesus' birth and uh, first coming, uh, in how he loves us, uh, that nothing will separate us from his care and love. And may we be sure this year that nothing will surprise God. No human, ourselves included, could twist his arm or change his mind. So I want you to stop and think this morning. What you're going through with people that you know or love, both the highlights and the lowlights, what difference will it make to you this morning If you have a big God on the throne, living with you and in you every moment of 2024, Isaiah has given us three majestic pictures. But um, secondly, and more briefly, uh, he wants us to know something else uh, that will make a difference. Um, He wants us to know um, that people are small. People are small. And how small are people? Well, verse 22, if we go back uh, to the verse uh, there, um, it gives us a picture. We're not used to here in Ireland so much, um, the grasshopper, but I'm sure you've, you've heard or you've seen uh, pictures of them. I've got a picture on the kids' worksheet there of uh, a grasshopper, um, and uh, they're tiny in comparison. If we're talking about the universe and the stars and everything that we've been discussing the grasshopper is uh, tiny. God is the one sitting up in the heavens. Uh, humans are described like tiny grasshoppers, barely visible to the naked eye at times. Sometimes, um, if you look back through the stories of uh, the Israelites in the Old Testament, sometimes it's what they describe themselves as next to their neighbors in the uh, uh, powerful countries uh, next door to them. They would look up at these giant, warmongering nations beside them, and they would say, we look like grasshoppers before them. But here God God turns that very image and says, "Well, no, actually, and um, it is all humans who are like grasshoppers in front of me." I wonder whether it reminds you again of, of that story uh, so famous in Genesis 11, the Tower of Babel, um, a time when the people uh, living at that time thought they could build themselves um, a tower up to the heavens uh, to make a name for themselves, uh, to declare the advancedness of their um, people at the time. And what was God's response uh, recorded there in Genesis 11? Well, we're told several times in that passage that God had to nearly get out his binoculars and and look down at what they were doing. Humanity's best attempts to reach the heavens are just laughable. We are like grasshoppers. But how else are we small, according to Isaiah? People are small, but how small? Verse 23 and 24, Uh, look down with me. Even the most powerful rulers, the ones that seem to have the firmest position and the best empires, in big picture terms, God wants us to know they're here today and gone tomorrow. As soon as they appear to be doing well, they'll be gone as quickly as someone who blows a gentle puff on the outside husks of grain and they disappear. It's not an image we're used to. We don't often make our own bread from, uh, from grain, um, but the, the, the outside husks um, uh, that are so light and so airy, uh, once you've got the, the actual grain uh, that's heavier out, the husks are just um, just blow gently on them, and they're, they're gone. And that's how God describes the all-powerful, seemingly all-powerful rulers of the day beside the people of Judah people are small. And that's just how small. But you may turn to me and say, Peter, we've learnt nothing new today. Um, yep, God's big. Uh, yep, people are small. But isn't Isaiah just teaching us ridiculously obvious things? He isn't even teaching, uh, like, isn't it just abstract theology that he's teaching us? Yeah, God's a big God. Yes, we're small. But, but what difference will that actually have to your 2024? Well, Isaiah wants us to know this morning that uh, no matter what we face in the coming year ahead, no matter what we have faced in the 2023 that you or I have gone through, even if we've got empty tanks at the end of this year uh, with nothing left even when uh, we seem to have uh, heeded all the self-care advice that we could try to put in place, even when we uh, just don't seem to be uh, ready and rocking for the year ahead, Isaiah will tell us uh, that remembering these two things will be so, so helpful uh, to us, that God is big and people are small. Excuse me one second. Well, why is that going to be of help to us? Because when people are big, our problems will be big. When, uh, when our partner or someone that we live with is the supreme person that we're trying to please or uh, to understand, it will be an impossible screaming problem for us uh, if we try and deal with it. Uh, by ourselves. When our work boss uh, seems to loom large and is always shaping our uh, daily patterns um, and seems to be so cruel in how they manage us, everything work-orientated will dominate you this year. Or on the international front, if we are just shaped by the news headlines on our phone every day, again, people will seem big to us. But how how do we remedy that uh, this year? Um, Do we just um, take time off a plenty? Do we just avoid the toxic people in our lives? Uh, Do we just uh, remember uh, certain self-care practices to help us? Um, Do we escape on a holiday or um, have our own ways of escaping normal reality, whether that's online streaming or um, the, the box of chocolates that remains after Christmas? well, Isaiah would have us uh, turn to something far better, Uh, lift up our eyes from the people in front of us, whether that's those we live with or work with or um, in the international spectrum. And Isaiah says when we lift up our eyes to the heavens, to our big gods, that something will happen. As individuals, as we lift up our eyes to our big gods, We'll find that we don't need to be constantly running around trying to please other people or to shape our own lives simply by comfort or what we want this year. We don't need to avoid certain people this year necessarily or be overwhelmed by the news headlines. Taking our eyes off people and onto our big gods will help us be liberated this year. And the people in my life who have done that and modeled that the best in my life are the ones I know I can turn to, who are dependable, who I can trust with anything I tell them. Uh, the people who have Isaiah's type of view of God have most capacity to serve and to give back because their perspective in life isn't just about filling up their own reserve tanks uh, their own self-love uh, to themselves. A big God will make a big difference in your life in the year ahead and in mine. And uh, sadly, I say that because, uh, to myself because so quickly when I wake up in the morning, what do I do? I shape my life uh, around uh, trying to control it, trying to uh, sort my problems myself. Um, and I spend my whole day with my task list trying to do that. I take things back into my own hands, and people become big. My lack of trust can have very real consequences. But um, beyond the individual personal problems that we have, um, uh, as a church, um, a big view of God can help us too. It can help us when things don't go according to plan, uh, perhaps when a certain person in your small group or on the rota that you serve on um, infuriates you, when you'd love to do so many things in church life, but you just don't have time. We must remember that people are small and God's is big. Or internationally, Um, why will this help us? Well, as a global church, a big view of God will help us. Um, Because, uh, for example, I was in um, North Africa just uh, uh, about a month ago, um, and uh, there the church is underground. It's a secret church, and it's very uh, small, very um, persecuted in many ways. And freedom of religion there isn't existing. If you want to start following Jesus, you'll likely lose your job. You'll likely be rejected by your family. You'll likely be an outcast in most circles that you are in. Your very identity as an individual there is eroded or challenged. How will you survive if you're a believer there? Well, you'd want to have a big view of God's But uh, to close, um, how do we actually go about cultivating uh, this big view of God in our lives? Um, Well, one obvious one, by listening to Isaiah, to meditate upon these words, uh, to remind each other of them as we leave this place, and by creating rhythms in our lives that will help us do that. Uh, just, uh, just a few, I'm sure, over and Coffee, we can chat more about what's been helpful to you in 2023 uh, to do these uh, things, what habits um, have been useful to you, or what you're considering in 2024 of shaping it. Um, one of them is, and they used, uh, gave us some challenges, how do we spend more time with God's people, um, not just on Sundays, but uh, regularly committing to a group that you can be accountable to, maybe a small group in church, or maybe one of the regular groups that meets around God's words. Um, that can be an amazing way to hear um, the bigness of God's uh, taking a, a regular break every week, uh, a Sabbath, or a similar practice can remind us that people are small and that God is big and that uh, we can stop and remind ourselves of it each week. Um, but it can be for simpler things. Um, I found a, a, a social media account that posts, and um, you'll, you'll laugh at this one, that randomly posts at a random time every, uh, every day um, this. You will die someday. And suddenly I'm busy scrolling, 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 half an hour later, scrolling, 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 oh, you will die someday. It's it's a shock to my system. It's the most ridiculous and stupid thing in some ways, but it reminds me, I am small, God is big. Uh, Others have said they they like to walk through a graveyard every week, Um, bizarre practice. But again, for them, it helps them, remind them, we are small. God is big, and um, maybe it's uh, looking up at the stars um, uh, once a week, or just stepping out after a stressful day on your front doorstep, and yeah, it's, it's hard in the city, isn't it, uh, but just looking up uh, to the heavens, um, 30 seconds is all it takes, uh, perhaps, to remind you, and um, there's lots of things we could do, or you could do, or I could do, um, and I'm sure we can chat more about them afterwards, uh, to remind us that God is big, and we are small, um, and to remind us that uh, not, is, uh, not only is God big, but he cares for us. It is not a bigness devoid of his love. And so, uh, as we go from this place, um, uh, let's continue uh, to chat over these things. Um, how can we uh, be refreshed with these things? God's bigness, our smallness, and yet in his bigness, his care for us. And what does that mean we can do looking forward this year? I hope it means that you and I can relax, because when you've got a big God on the throne, we have nothing to fear, nothing to worry about, and we can entrust everything to him. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that you give us uh, such majestic images of who you are. We thank you that this morning you are enthroned above the circle of the earth. We thank you that this morning there is nothing and no one that can compare to you. We thank you that every day, every night, you are carefully ruling and reigning, sustaining over all things. But for your people who know you and follow you um, in the person of the Lord Jesus, by the power of your Spirit, we thank you that we know uh, that in not just an abstract way, but very much in the depths of our lives. We thank you that in the Lord Jesus, you will not forsake us, that your care goes hand in hand with your power and your rule. And for when we don't see that looking back, would you help us? When we struggle with that going forwards, give us grace for each day. Teach us so, Lord. Help us to remind each other of these things as the year goes on that you would receive the glory that you deserve for you are big and we are small and we thank you in your name.